listening to the New York Football Podcast with Tim McMaster and Dan Duggan. With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Andrew Thomas, tackle, Georgia. This is the New York Football Podcast, our Giants pod here at the Athletic Draft Edition, round one nearing the end. We think the Giants are done for sure, though. You heard their first pick. It's Andrew Thomas, the big offensive tackle out of Georgia. SEC talent. He's a big guy. They take him with a number four overall pick in this 2020 draft. Tim McMaster here, along with Dan Duggan, focusing in on this first pick. Uh, Later on, on Monday, we'll be back with a full recap of the entire draft. But one pick down, Dan, they had their choice of offensive linemen. They had all four of those big tackles waiting there. Why did they go with Andrew Thomas? Yeah, well, all that talk leading up of all the different trade scenarios and all the crazy things that might happen, it was kind of a chalk first three picks. You know, everyone's mock draft was looking pretty good, I think, at that point. Um, so it played out, you know, the way the Giants would have wanted, where they had their choice of any of the offensive tackles. Um, you know, clearly we had narrowed it down. There was going to be an offensive tackle. And I think a lot of fans were hoping for Isaiah Simmons, but I, I never got the sense that that was a real serious consideration. Um, but it was very difficult, you know, as an outsider to try and differentiate between the four tackles to determine who was on the top of the Giants board. Um, you know, you talk to four different people, you get four different lists of, you know, who was the best, who was the worst. Um, but everyone said it was, you know, a really tightly, um, you know, categorized group. No one was significantly better, significantly worse. Um, you know, I talked to two scouts who had um, Andrew Thomas as the top guy in the group. So clearly the, the Giants uh, brain trust agreed with that assessment. Um, you know, I, I personally thought they were going to take Jedrick Wills. Um, you know, a lot of the same characteristics. SEC guy, you know, played at a program with ties to Joe Judge. But uh, I think with Thomas... The fact that he's played left tackle, there's not a projection there. I think that helps. And I think also uh, some of the physical attributes. I mean, he's got really long arms, which is important when you're out there uh, as a tackle. And that's probably the biggest maybe knock on, on Wills. So that simple simple as that might have been the thing that put him on the top. But, um, you know, Thomas graded out really well with PFF. Um, you know, you, you, the fact that you're playing in the SEC, I mean, we see how many guys from SEC going in this first round. It's basically the closest thing. You know, everyone tries to do the XFL or the – uh, you know, whatever the other league was that I already forget what it was, uh, AAF, um, SEC is the closest thing to an NFL minor league and, and it reflects itself in the draft. I mean, these guys, um, you know, play against NFL players week in and week out. And the fact that Andrew Thomas, you know, did that at a high level for three years, uh, I think speaks volumes. Now, maybe he doesn't have the, the ceiling of a Makai Becton who ended up going to the Jets, you know, a handful of picks later. Um, but in terms of, you know, you're at the fourth pick. You, know, you don't want to maybe take a, a crazy gamble on upside. You know, I think Andrew Thomas is a pretty safe pick, and, and safe isn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, they got to get this thing straightened out. So if you can count on him being a, a solid to you know maybe Pro Bowl type tackle for the next eight ten years, you know you'll take that every day, and that's obviously what the Giants are banking on. Yeah, maybe not the highest ceiling, but probably the highest floor of these guys. I mean, he started from day one as a true freshman at Georgia, and he's just been an incredible talent since down there. Uh, He missed one game, I think, in his whole college career. It's interesting. We're obviously going to be comparing Daniel Jones and uh, Sam Darnold for years to come, Giants, Jets at the quarterback position. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out with Thomas and then Becton 
both taken in this first round and the first 11 picks and how that plays out for the media to uh, to dig into here in the New York market as well. Um, you got a chance to speak to Thomas already um, since the pick. Um, what did he have to say about coming to New York? Uh, well, first, to your other point, yeah, offensive tackle comparison is a little less sexy than, you know, quarterbacks or running backs. <laughs> I don't know that we'll be uh, grinding out the All-22 film week after week. It's a little easier to do with uh, Sam Darnold and Saquon and Daniel Jones. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Thomas was all business. I mean, he's coming from Georgia where uh, I'm sure they're pretty well schooled in the media down there because, again, it basically runs like an NFL operation. And it's funny, Sal Palantonio, um, his producer tweeted out a video uh, of Sal – relaying what judge said to thomas during his uh his phone call you know after a guy gets drafted the head coach he gets on the phone with him for a minute and he said something like you know don't, don't talk about super bowls don't talk about anything just talk about come up here and doing your job so uh, i don't know i guess thomas maybe had said something about super bowls and so- somewhere else that joe judge i mean he's he's already laying down the law like it's gonna be very patriots like here like you know that's you know obviously with belichick you know they, they keep a tight lid on stuff like that so um you know, the message got through to Andrew Thomas. I'll say he's a quick learner. So whatever he said about Super Bowls, I think it might have been with Chris Pettit, the uh, director of college scouting, which, um, you know, he's caught up obviously in the excitement of the moment when he had a few minutes to collect his thoughts and speak to the media. He was far more buttoned up. And um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, these kids, it's it's obviously an unbelievable moment and they got a million things going through their heads. You're not really going to get the most profound stuff um, in these calls at, at this point. We'll, you know, we'll get to know him a lot better, obviously, as, as time goes on. But um, yeah, like I said, just seemed like a you know kind of an all business guy, kind of what you'd expect from from uh, Joe Judge's first draft pick. You know, he's he's probably not going to be the guy who's you know dying to add you know wild personalities to his locker room. Um, so again, I mean Thomas, you know, everything about him just seems very low risk. And you know, I know people might say, well, with the fourth pick, do you want a little higher reward? I mean, we'll see how he pans out. But I do think the fact that he you know doesn't really have any red flags uh, had to make the Giants you know pretty comfortable with this pick. Gettleman and Judge also speaking, and it's funny, uh, during the broadcast, you see all these head coaches and GMs around um, the country spread out and, and their different setups, and Judge and Gettleman aren't going to score highly in the in the setup situation. I mean, you had it looked like Jerry Jones was in some sort of spaceship somewhere. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury was in a spectacular home with uh, a fire outside, all this stuff, and then Gettleman and Joe Judge almost to what you just said. It was very plain. Um, Nice offices, but just kind of plain. Um, but you made the point, I think you tweeted it, Joe Judge actually uttered the words Daniel Jones in hmm. his comments. So I guess now that they've gotten through this draft and they didn't take Herbert, he can actually name Daniel Jones as starting quarterback? Yeah, I mean, listen, that my ears perked up. Uh, you know, it, It's funny <laughs> where however many months into his tenure and he's spoken to us a handful of times, I'm pretty sure that was the first time he mentioned, I think, I believe any player on the roster by name, but certainly Daniel Jones. So there was at least an acknowledgement that there will be a quarterback for the Giants, assuming there's a season, and his name is Daniel Jones. Because, you know, he kind of just, it almost like Joe you know, Judge doesn't go off script very much, but as he was talking about Thomas, he said, you know, he'll he'll give Daniel more confidence. And it was like he caught himself and said, well, I'm not saying he needs confidence. Like it was like he definitely just let himself actually admit that the guy that took uh, number six last year is going to be the starting quarterback. Like, sorry, Alex Tanny, to burst your bubble. Um, so that, you know, that was, you know, it was funny. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was, uh, that definitely jumped out. I mean, otherwise, I mean, look, they're at number four. So, you know, every time a team takes a guy, it was the number one guy on their board, but it's certainly believable that this was, you know, the number one tackle on their board. Cause obviously if he wasn't, they would have taken one of the other guys. Um, you know, Gettleman said that the, really the trade talks never really heated up. I mean, I was, as they were getting into the, 
you know, the ninth and 10th minute on the clock there, definitely think they were either on the phones or waiting by the phones for a call because Gettleman's usually pretty decisive. So uh, he said people just didn't really make firm offers and nothing that would compel him to, to trade down and try and pick up some more picks. But certainly I think they explored those avenues. But as you see, the Dolphins and the Chargers made the right call because they stayed put and they got their quarterbacks. Um, other than that, I mean, they said – to Thomas, uh, you know, he'll come in and compete. They're obviously not going to say he's going to start day one. I'll tell you right now, if they took him at number four and he gets beat out by Nick Gates or Cameron Fleming, that's not a great sign. Um, but does he play left tackle? Does he play right tackle? The good news there is he has versatility. and He played right tackle as a freshman at Georgia, left tackle the last two years. So he's done both. I think ideally he's your long-term left tackle, but maybe, you, you know, ease the transition a bit by putting him on the right side. You know, let Nate Solder have, you know, one last year on the blind side. Then you move on from Solder and, and move Thomas over in a year. But that's, you know, that's all down the road. I think the plan was he's going to be in your starting lineup week one as long as he's not, you know, a complete bust when he gets in here and, and they'll, they'll figure out the, the side. But I, I would guess probably right tackle. But, I mean, it's, it's obviously very early and, and, you know, they haven't even been on the field yet and they can't be for a while. So uh, we won't get that answer for quite a while. One of the great things of being here at The Athletic is we also have a great college football staff um, that was all in on this draft as well, helping out with the coverage. And Seth Emerson is our Georgia writer here at The Athletic. Here's his breakdown of Thomas. Andrew Thomas is one of those prospects who, while you never know for sure, you feel like you'll be able to draft him, put him at left tackle, probably, or even right tackle, and not worry about him for the next 10 or 15 years. Because that's kind of how it was at Georgia. He was a pretty highly recruited guy who got the starting right tackle job right away. The left tackle was Isaiah Wynn, first round pick of the New England Patriots. And then Andrew Thomas switched to left tackle for his last two years. He had one rough game as a freshman, but in the last two years as a sophomore and junior, he never had any big glaring mistakes. He held Josh Allen, future very high NFL pick, uh, sackless as a sophomore. And the other thing about Andrew Thomas is that for three years, he's gone against elite level outside linebackers and edge rushers in practice every day because Georgia is so stacked there. So you add that along with good character, guy who's known as a good leader, but not a fiery type guy. And I don't know if it adds up to being an all pro type, but he's a guy that should be a starter for a long time in the NFL. Again, that was Seth Emerson. He covers the Georgia Bulldogs and all of Thomas's starts down there over the last three years. That's his thoughts on the number fourth pick in this draft to the New York Giants, Andrew Thomas. So what's next, Dan? Now we look ahead to round two, the 36th pick on Friday. What do you think the Giants are starting to focus in on now that they have that lineman? Yeah, well, I mean, as we talk here, you know, I think we're in like the early 20s. So certainly what happens in the next 10 picks or so will affect that. So a little hard to make a, a real time drop a name because you might be gone by the time, uh, you know, we even finish recording. Um, so I'll just say position wise, I think there's definitely a chance that they kind of double dip at offensive line and maybe get a center if one of the top guys is available at 36. Um, you know, otherwise it's, it's sort of wide open. Again, it will be dependent on the boards. That's the challenge of trying to record this, you know, while the draft's ongoing, I think safety edge rusher you know those could definitely be in the mix uh, I, I one other possibility i wouldn't rule out is i think they'll be working the phones tomorrow to maybe trade back a few spots um because just because you didn't do it in the first round doesn't mean you, you know yet you, you, you just have to put the trades away you know you can maybe move back a few spots in the second round and pick up something in the middle third round so you bridge that really long gap they have 
between their second and third round picks right now. So I think that uh, is definitely a possibility. And like I said, otherwise, you know, certainly depend on how the board shakes out here. But, you know, even if I knew what the board was going to be, um, it's hard to, you know, lock in on one player. We spent so much time trying to figure out who's going to be the fourth pick. I can't say I spent a ton of time figuring out who's going to be 36. So, uh, you know, we'll see when, when the dust settles in the first round. I'm sure some names will pop out. Um, but again, I do think trying to trade back will we'll definitely be in the equation as well. Yeah, replace that Leonard Williams pick, as we've uh, (laughs) learned to know what that one is. Um, So the Giants get their big tackle on the left side to protect Daniel Jones at number four. It's Andrew Thomas. We'll be back with you when the draft is over to recap the whole thing. um, But stay tuned in to The Athletic. Of course, all the great writing from Dan and all our other writers, plus on Prospects to Pros. They'll have daily recaps with Dane Brugler as well on the podcast side. So check out all of that. If you want to save 40% off a subscription to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash the New York football podcast. And follow Dan on Twitter if you don't, dduggin21. He's had plenty of updates on the draft, and those will continue throughout the weekend as well. For Dan Duggan, I'm Tim McMaster, also for our producer, Marissa Morris. Thanks for joining us on this special edition of the New York Football Podcast.